0: Welcome to a Myths and Men Podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I don't know what time it is where you're at right now, but I am John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this is Of Myths and Men. Good day to you. Good to see you. It's Saturday morning. It is. It is Saturday morning. I know. Uh, I'm surprised that you're here. Me too. Am I here? Yes. Is this not a dream? I I, I can see you. Okay. Okay. All right. Because I don't know what's happening right now in life. Well, you're here. All right. Well, I hope y'all are here too. Thank you for tuning in. Before we jump into, I heard that, I was... Given some astonishing facts by the good doctor here today, as we were trying to uh, prepare for the show, we were talking about our, our SoundCloud um, listenership, and I think I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> it was some very interesting uh, follows that were happening on the page, and I I was I was shocked to find out what was going on there. Well, I think this message is so valuable. Uh-huh that we need to take it to wherever we can
1: take it right yes and that this is really for guys uh so that uh, i just well i'm going to confess please do please do i followed a lot of gangster rap (laughs) (laughs) don't get me in trouble you'll be fine
0: (laughs) you know it's good it's good
1: and everybody in atlanta i could find okay okay so um i'm hoping that this message will get to where it belongs Uh, you know yes Uh, young men's hearts Older men's hearts, mm-hmm. old men's hearts. Yep,
0: all the men, all the men. Men need men. Yes, men need men, and they need the myths of men. Yes. All right. Well, listen. I'm not upset. I just, you know, I was just <laughs> curious. It was what, what's going on right now. I know well, all the all the hood supports us right now. Right now, I hope so. All of the Atlanta hoods right. support us. Well, I'm I'm cool with that. All right, I'm cool with that too. That you know, those are my people. S- nice. Sometimes when nice. They, <laughs> when they act right, those those are my folks. That's but yes. Yeah, cool. So if you if you know someone that is in dire need of manliness. Um and just good sound thinking right? and information right. Uh, in their life. That's what this podcast is about. We, of course, use mythology, we use music, we use entertainment, we use the arts to kind of get our point across to help people understand what they need in their life. Um, and if you want to follow us on SoundCloud, please do. You know our website is ofmythsandmen.com. We're here for the folks. Right. Please share us. Please share us. Please do that. All right, today we're going to jump right into our, I heard that, We need to get somebody to come up with like some cool, I Heard That, you know, music or some kind of intro. Yeah, okay. So if you're listening out there and you want to support the cause, feel free to send us some I Heard That theme music. Uh, I like that. Or intro or something like that. All right, well, today's I Heard That comes from Nighthawk Volume 2, number one. All Mm -hmm. right. And so Nighthawk, if you're unfamiliar with him, he's like uh, the Batman of Marvel. Basically, he has money. He uses his money to outfit his suits and, you know, all the resources that he has. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically he is a protector of the people. And so this current version of Nighthawk is in Chicago and he's kind of fighting the ills thereof of gentrification. Well, I guess some people don't see gentrification as a problem, but you know, for some folks it is. Mm -hmm. That's another topic for another day, but uh, fighting those ills, crime, all these different things. And so he's having a flashback in one of the sequences um, where he's, we're kind of seeing where his anger comes from, uh, where his issues with rage and things come from. So it's flashback, um, and here's the scene. So he's in the backseat of his car. His mom and dad are in the front seat. Mom is talking to him. She says, honey, I know you're upset. Your father and I understand how you feel. We feel the exact same way. There's a lot to be angry about. But son, this rage you feel, it will eat you up if you let it. It will turn you into something you are not supposed to be and something you can't control. It will make you destructive, and all that violence will take over who you really are. And baby, you're much more than that. And so with the energy of the comic Mm -hmm. book, you see him as a child in the backseat, and mom and dad are talking to him. They don't really explain what the issue is or what happened or why he's angry. And maybe they will in, in other episodes or excuse me, other uh comics. But the idea is that you're having this uh and he's he happens to be black, African American. You have this kid, mm-hmm. don't know what the issue is, don't know why he's upset. His parents are trying to calm him down and say, Hey, you know, don't feed into this rage, don't feed into this anger. It'll make you become somebody that you you truly aren't. Right. Um, and I I think that resonates a lot with Um, people that grew up in my circumstance, which is not, it's, you know, could be universal as we kind of flesh it out a little bit, but there's oftentimes, um, for me, I had a lot of rage and I had a lot of angst because I felt growing up that there were a lot, lot of systems that played that were against me, Mm -hmm. whether it was institutional racism, whether it was just one year, me and my mom drove from California to, uh, Florida, we get to Florida, I forget what part of the Florida turnpike we were on. And my mom literally stood in line for like five minutes trying to give the guy, money for us to get gas and he just ignored her person after person walked in person after person walked in and finally she just had to start acting out in order mm, for him to you wow. know acknowledge her and take the money from her so that was like yeah like 10 years old so yeah. being faced with that and living in california was okay it wasn't it was again like more institutional than people just being blatant right and just a lot of things that i felt like were unjust that i recognized at an early age like one of my earliest memories of a dream was i was probably eight years old and i had a Dream that I was giving a speech inside of this large stadium and Mm -hmm. I got assassinated for what I was saying. And I'm telling you, I was literally eight years old. But you have the images of, you know, running through my mind at the time of uh, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, you know, all of these people who kind of stood out for something that were black, Mm -hmm. getting gunned down or getting shot or getting killed for speaking up. And so somehow at eight years old, that that message got in my head that, hey, if you speak up or if you speak out or if you talk about things that are happening, you will get killed. Um, and so that kind of just built up a different angst because like, I have all these things I want to say, I have all this stuff happening, but I don't know what to do with this rage. Right. Um, and so mine was kind of different than like maybe day to day life where you're fighting people on the streets or having to fight for your survival. Cause it's, you know, the mean streets are just difficult, but I still never, my mom always tried to teach me this thing about, you know, um, not being so frustrated, not being so angry. And I always had this thing about fighting for the underdog. And so I guess my, my thing is like really what do we do as men maybe as fathers maybe as mentors when we're raising other young men or even Mm -hmm. for ourselves when Mm -hmm. we're in community with each other to kind of deal with those issues of rage Now, whether it's racism whether it's discrimination whether it's not getting the job you want whether it's getting bullied like what what can we do with that if it's not to fester and and build up and and make us change into something that we really not are or that we really aren't on the inside or maybe we really are I don't know.
1: You know I think that just listening to that, uh, reading that you did mm-hmm. when the mother said, uh, we understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the worst thing we can say to mm-hmm. a, a young person okay. who's angry, uh, is that we understand. We most likely don't understand. And so it's so important to listen to young men, to really hear what they're saying. Cause they'll say they're angry. They'll say, you know, they're, they're enraged and you can see it. They're aggressive. They're, they're, they're showing their rage and their anger. But in actuality, what I've always seen and and known working in New York City for 20 years is that, you know, people act out of pain. Mm. Okay. Okay. And anger comes from a place of hurt, of shame, of helplessness. So people really do act out of pain. So I have found that by just looking or listening to young men and just listening for where they're really hurt, Hmm. you know, feeling Mm helpless— Sometimes in our society, young men can feel very helpless and, and as though the odds are against them. Right. And now with the new movements of um, real sort of male bashing, yeah. especially in the last few years, I've just I've stopped listening and watching TV a long time ago. But every time I hear it, it's, you know, when we say things like man up. Right. Right. Yeah. Those are really shaming statements. So a lot of this rage, this anger isn't about rage and anger it's about shame and feelings of helplessness and inadequacy. So when we really get to these uh, young men, it's important just to say, "Okay, what are you feeling? What are you mm-hmm. what are you experiencing?" And and maybe shut up for a moment and yeah. listen and listen for the feeling words. Like, "I'm really mad," you know? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, why? What's going on?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. The guys that I uh, talk to and kind of deal with in therapy or it's it's the exact same thing it's like mm-hmm. you know that anger is the manifestation of these other things yes. that are lying beneath the right. surface that don't get addressed because they are feelings right? and nobody you know they don't want to deal with the feelings part they just know hey this has happened mm-hmm. I'm feeling maybe not feeling like they have words to express you know what it is but their bodies they're having these warning signs and things are right. happening they're becoming right. upset they're getting hot they're getting flush in the face or whatever right. and so the response becomes okay now it's time to fight right or whatever the case may be and if they were able to take the step back and say all right well what is the underlying issue here they could probably deal better or they do deal better with those issues um and it's just unfortunate we just live in a culture where it's like all right when you get angry there's 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 an outlet it's fight or flight right and there's nothing else that we we give
1: right so i guess you know the moral of this story Mm -hmm. especially with um our reading is it's better to listen Mm -hmm. rather than just look at the anger and look at the behavior it's really important to listen to where it's coming from and mm-hmm. I often will tell and talk to parents about you know does does your son feel helpless does right. he feel yeah. shame does he is he afraid of being being seen as weak and you know those are the real issues underlying most
0: anger and rage yeah yeah well amen to that all right I all heard right. that I heard that too well listen this is part three of the hero's Journey Right. Um, the first two parts we talked about the ordinary world call to adventure, overcoming fears, meeting the mentor. And now we're at an integral part called crossing the threshold. That's it. That's leaving it. home, leaving home. It's time to go. Right. It's time to get out of there. Yep. All right. Cool. So day out I, I, see else. I, I was trying to leave <laughs> out the doctor part. Right. Okay. And I was going to go into Daniel David. It kind of just all meshed into one. So
1: Daniel. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah,
0: for those that have, if this is your first podcast, know that I have struggled with all these podcasts trying to address this man by his first name, just because of the the doctor respect okay, that is well, ingrained in my culture. So, Daniel, <laughs> please walk us through this crossing the first threshold. Well, in our last show, we talked
1: about meeting the mentor and finding. It's important for guys to have mentors and finding the right sort of mentors that are going to, you know understand the young man and invest in him and teach him perhaps get him prepared for the big journey of life or whatever adventures he, he's on i like looking at the movies especially when we look at the role of the mentor and then and then sending the young man on his on his way to cross the threshold the threshold means This is a place where we're leaving, as we talked about last time, the Shire. Mm -hmm. We're leaving the known world, and we're going into the unknown world. Gotcha. Right? Mm -hmm. This is where the threshold guardians actually will try to talk us out of leaving.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: You know, that could be family. That could be friends. It could be our situation. It's so comfortable. We talked about that last time. So... Getting past those threshold guardians and actually leaving is what what this is about. And, you know, we talked about this last time, but I, I think it's so crucial here. If we don't leave, I have met so many young men who are stuck. Mm-hmm. They're just stuck in boyhood. They, they're they afraid of, of becoming a man. And it's really important to understand that um, that if they don't leave, they've got to they're going to get stuck in boyhood, and that's where you and I talk always
0: about boys not growing up to be men. Yeah, that's um, as you were saying. It, it really reminded me of, and I, we'll, we may get this get to this a little later, but the guardians that I ran into uh, when I was trying to um, cross my threshold, it's 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 very interesting to see that guardians themselves who haven't probably. Cross a threshold, or their journey has been stagnant, or it wasn't really what they wanted it to be. They play a major role in blocking and being those people that, and that's that was that has been had was my experience during my college years. Where my you know, the people that I thought were mentors that were around at the time Mm -hmm. did more blocking and discouraging than encouraging and helping me go on. And now that I think about it, they probably never either engaged in the journey themselves or that's just what they grew up knowing and stay here, stay here, stay here. Why are you leaving? Don't abandon, don't abandon. And I'm like, what man doesn't want another man to go and, you know, spread his wings and fly and to, you know. And to become a man. Right, right. You know, you're right. You're
1: so right. Many adults will project their own fears onto the young man and Mm -hmm. say, because they haven't had the adventure experience, they Mm -hmm. haven't had the transformation that comes from this. So, you know, we talk about the initiation, separation, transformation, and then return home. Well, a lot of people who are the threshold guardians may have either done it once and stopped doing it. They just Mm -hmm. really didn't evolve. They didn't grow as an individual. So they got discouraged, disenfranchised. Mm -hmm. And what they do is then put it on to young people. Oh, you don't want to go out there. Nobody really understands you. you. You know, it's dangerous out there. And so, we can get, we can get have others put their stuff on us. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's and, and we need to recognize that that this is where I often talk to when I was working back in New York City in high school. I'd say, you know, your parents are here and they love you, and and mm-hmm. I'm a parent, so I know it's important to the to the young person to tell them that. But they also have to make choices and decisions for themselves mm-hmm. because if they don't eventually become independent, they'll become so dependent that. Uh, they'll start hating themselves and and turning in on themselves
0: because they know that they're not doing what life is calling them to Mm -hmm, do. mm -hmm. So it's that autonomy that's necessary and that give and take of parents recognizing, like, yo, you have to fall back. You have to take a step back and you have to allow your child, your son, Mm -hmm. to go on this journey to experience the world. Absolutely. Wow, that's amazing.
1: So when we see Mm -hmm. in here, um, when we talk about, for example, Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he left... The, the world of the muggles and he met um hagrid right okay mm-hmm. and then he got his wand you know this is where you know we got to get ready to deal with the tests and trials and we're going to talk about that in a moment but you know this is where harry potter he got his he got his wand right. and, and then frodo was given the sword that um bilbo had
0: right yeah Uncle Bilbo. Yep, mm-hmm. Uncle Bilbo. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, so you know he, he sounded like he was your uncle. That was like, <laughs> he, like he had a fond memory. Yeah, right. Of <laughs> I had one of those once. All right. <laughs> and
1: then Obi Wan, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi gave Luke Skywalker his mm. lightsaber. True. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is where we we got to get our are you know weapons per se right you know which Mm -hmm. which in modern day means you know we're prepared with our minds Mm. you know making sure that our minds are sharp that we're physically healthy Mm. Uh, you know i've got something that i can put up on the website later about you know 20 things that guys in their 20s need to do right okay and one of them is to you know eat for your brain be healthy uh, challenge your mind Look for the facts, mm-hmm. you know, don't just let people tell you what to believe, right. but really look for the facts, look for the evidence, uh, you know, and then um, uh, take care of your body. So these are all things that are going to be useful in, in, in the tests and trials that we're going to
0: face. You know, life is a trial. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, too, the idea that the, like for those of you that are listening that potentially may fall into the mentor role, being a mentor it's it's not just passing a mantle i think there's a difference between passing a mantle right. and giving them actually something that will equip them for the journey like the wand or the the uh the sword right, right. Uh, the lightsaber because a mantle is just like giving somebody your last name all right you're a parker go out and face the world like right. that doesn't really help me you know what i mean or giving me a title or giving me something that kind of just is you know Mm. i mean you're not giving me a practical tool and i think that's an important part of that stage like if you're if you're going to go on this journey and you're going to cross a threshold and you're going to go out and launch out you need practical stuff that's going to help you with that
1: absolutely you know um in in star trek i'm a trekkie by the way it's okay i I, I have to confess i forgive you you. it was christopher pike Mm. who came to the young james t kirk and, and, and said, I see something in you greater than what you, your father had. Mm. And, um, he, you know, he challenged him mm-hmm. after that bar fight. <laughs> that <laughs> right. was a pretty bad right. bar fight, yeah. right? And he challenged him, you know, uh, you you can do it. You can become a captain. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can lead people. You just got to get off of that planet, get off of Earth, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know— and take the challenge and so that that was um Christopher Pike sending out uh James yeah. James T Kirk Captain mm-hmm. Kirk mm-hmm. eventually yeah. uh into you know Starfleet Academy right. and into yeah. Starfleet yeah. so yeah. um this is really important stuff if you don't leave you'll never go anywhere right <laughs> if you don't leave you never you go you got to get out and that that means you got to cross that yeah.
0: threshold you can't turn back yeah so, in just the idea of like practical terms, um, when guys are trying to better themselves and kind of have a, a better experience of self improvement, what is that? What does that look like? What are the steps involved? Well, we we're, we've located a mentor.
1: We're preparing ourselves. We you know we're getting the skills and and things like that. There has to be a realization here that we're going to face our fears, the unknown world. We're leaving the familiar. We're leaving what's comfortable, Mm -hmm. and we're facing the unknown unknown world. Right. So, um, there's an acceptance there that has to come. Mm, Okay. You know, I often say that there's no fear. uh, Courage. There's no courage without fear. No courage without fear. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to understand that we're gonna be afraid. Okay. Hmm. But we got to face our fears. Hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it's going to require the next thing is a level of accepting our own vulnerability. Mm. And yeah. if it, and, and that that's scary for a lot of guys. Yeah, it's scary
0: just hearing that. Right. Right. It, yeah.
1: You know, a lot of guys think of vulnerability as weakness,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but wow. in actuality, it's not.
0: Huh.
1: Vulner vulnerability is a strength that we need to accept and allow for, so that we can actually experience growth and change and, and learn mm-hmm. if i if i go out on this journey and i think well i know it all right true yeah and i'm not willing to learn mm-hmm. well uh i'm not going to learn mm-hmm. and i'll probably get overwhelmed by the situation by the unknowns and and, and i
0: may want to retreat and go back to the the shire to right. the ordinary world mm-hmm. yeah no you're right i mean that, that's so counter cultural because that's who tells their son that? Like, son, be vulnerable, you know? Right. Because, again, we associate the vulnerability with being soft, with being a punk, with right. being, you know, something that's less than. Right. But, again, the experience, the emotional maturity that one gains from being vulnerable and having those experiences, I often, uh, when guys come in and they are upset about heartbreak or breaking up and things of that nature i'm like yo like this is what life's about like you should be grateful for that experience although it hurts and it sucks and who wants to break up with somebody and feel that pain but that pain can further propel you into greatness later on like you can use that for good and you can know what it means to be in a relationship later on and not want to be in that space and maybe that'll help you be a better guy better boyfriend better you Mm -hmm. know uh, uh husband or whatever the case may be but if you're always blocking those vulnerabilities and you're not letting people get into your space and you're not letting your significant other into your heart and into right. that space because you don't want to feel that pain or you don't want to cry you're doing yourself a disservice
1: right so basically vulnerability is, a, is an openness and a
0: willingness to learn and to grow mm. as opposed to you just being soft right right mm-hmm. wow yeah. so
1: that's what it takes and okay. then and then we got to be w- real with ourselves and others mm. I think this the whole journey is about finding our authentic self okay not putting up Images, not trying to put on mask. You know, we talked um, about Kylo Ren right. in one of our uh, sessions, mm-hmm. and uh, Kylo Ren had the mask, right? But uh, behind it was a wounded man, mm-hmm. a young yeah. man, but he had the mask on. Yeah. So we got to be real with ourselves. We've got to be real with others. And we have to take a fearless inventory of our character, mm-hmm. our behaviors, our attitudes, and our thoughts, mm-hmm. and lean into the discomfort of facing ourselves to experience transformation it's really important that we do that Uh, you know if if we're going to really have transformational change Mm -hmm. we've got to actually look at ourselves and say okay where do I need to change you know what are what are my attitudes do I have a chip on my shoulder Uh, am I angry at the world am I mad at my parents Am I mad at society? We've got to really look at that because those things are all like toxic poisons to us. Yeah,
0: and um, they will ha- um, hamper us on on our on our journey. Yeah, so it's like we have to take a honest inventory of ourselves. Right, we have to be willing to search our heart of hearts, kind of figure out what's going on inside of us, uh, pay attention to the things that make us, you know, have emotional, strong emotional um, responses, and yeah. Because what that sounds like without that, we're, just, we're entering things unprepared on an emotional level, on a level that, hey, when you get into certain situations, it can't just be fight or flight. It has to be right. a, a, you know, a more expanded uh, version of yourself so that you can, all right, if I'm going to be vulnerable and somebody says or does something to me that frustrates me or makes me upset, if I can't use my words to speak to that or to think through it or to respond, respond properly, then I'm not, I'm failing. I'm not. Does that make sense? Like I'm I'm not. I'm not approaching the event or the situation in a way that's that's mature. Um, And if you don't do that in this stage, like you're saying, if you're not real with yourself, if you're not um, embracing the vulnerability, if you're not taking inventory of your character and behaviors, then it's it's you're not putting your best foot forward to begin the journey.
1: Right. You know, Joseph Campbell highlighted this, and and basically the the notion here is that there's a there's a two part or or a parallel journey that we go on. I know that when I was uh eighteen years old and I got on the train uh Amtrak to Penn Station from Ohio from middle- midwest to new york city right right and uh that was the journey I was you know experiencing the unknown world. Mm-hmm. I was looking at my world changing as I was getting closer to the big city and mm-hmm. then I was able to see the big city and then came into Penn Station, walked up the stairs, looked out and saw these <laughs> massive, I mean, right. you know, I'm from the Midwest. I don't yeah. think they build buildings over three, three stories mm-hmm. in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, and then I went in and experienced these massive buildings, loud noises, mm. people everywhere, smells everywhere, <laughs> good ones and not so good ones, right? The subway, right? right, right. right? And so that was my external journey. Mm. So I was facing the unknown, and dealing with that
0: right okay
1: but also this parallel journey is on the inside Mm. it challenged my character it challenged my attitude Mm. it challenged my beliefs Mm. it challenged who i was on the inside and that began to change me so Mm. this is why we we have to do this for ourselves as men if we don't do this we're back at the shire in bliss but not really experiencing life. So mm. so yeah, bliss. Okay, great. I can, you know, how many of us go home and just veg out in front of the computer or <laughs> yeah. veg out in front of Netflix. Yeah. That's that's sort of what happens for people who don't leave the shire mm-hmm. or leave leave home yeah. in that way. They sort of veg
0: out and and that's their existence. Yeah, they're not connected, they're right. disconnected. Right. They think they're connected, but what they're connected to is not a source of strength. It's a source of kind of deterioration and stagnancy.
1: Right. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Like yeah. when Harry Potter left the muggle world, uh, you could see through the series his transformation mm-hmm. into a young man mm-hmm. and a wizard. Yeah. Uh, he, he began to hone his skills. Yeah. He learned how to use his power, yeah. right? And it's very important to see that as a transformation on yeah. the
0: inside and the outside. And you also see that in the, uh, the father-grandfather situation between Anakin and luke and kylo right so right. anakin had a very rough you know situation you know mm-hmm. he, he he could have uh used the death of his mother and things of that nature to to inspire him to do greater things mm-hmm. but it kind of because his character was the way it was and maybe he didn't have i mean people tried to mentor him and people kind of saw like oh this dude is on the brink or whatever and maybe they could have tried harder did something different but i don't think there was in what i've seen there was no real assessment on his end of like what do i really want to do it was kind of right. like he was so led by his emotions um uh, without having a good inventory and and character check that when he got pushed over the edge he was like okay evil he, yeah
1: absolutely yeah. his his arrogance as a young jedi student mm-hmm. right padawan yeah um he his arrogance blocked him from learning he didn't have any humility right yeah. he just became more and more angry you could right. see it through the whole process you know Mm -hmm. he was just becoming more and more angry yeah
0: yeah and then there's Luke and then there's Kylo but we'll talk about that but it's just it's that's that's interesting to see how that kind of plays out when you're just in your own stuff you know not really having these character developments and these milestones right um any last thoughts on kind of crossing the threshold before we jump into the next phase no I think we're good there okay so after that comes Test allies and enemies. So once you've decided to, you know, you got your mentor, he's pushing you, he's giving you practical tools, you're learning, you're breaking down walls, um, you decide to cross the threshold, next comes the test, the allies and the enemies. It's, it's a phase that's very interesting and I think plays out in everybody's lives, especially when you're um, going on the hero's journey. But, sir, give me some.
1: Well, it's it's interesting that we say the hero's journey. Nobody starts out as a hero. Uh, Right. (laughs) Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, this is where the transformation begins. We don't get better unless we're tested. Right. Yeah. And I really believe that. I think that once we do that inventory on the inside, we've got to work on change. And this is where a lot of young men are afraid because we don't like tests. Who does? (laughs) Right. (laughs) We don't want to go to school to be tested. Right, right, right. We don't want to do college exams. That's mm-hmm. one way of testing. Right. Mm-hmm. right? But we also have to uh, be tested by, I got to get up every morning mm-hmm. and I can't hit the snooze button mm-hmm. a dozen times. Oh man, hold on. You're okay, on my toes so, right now. I'm sir. sorry. I All get right. up at 530 in the morning. It's fall fall okay. back. I can't do so, it. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of the snooze button a long oh, time man, ago. Oh man,
0: you got your own journey. Leave me alone. Okay. <laughs>
1: Does that mean we were
0: done with the podcast? No, no we're good. we can keep okay. going. Okay. Man. Right. I, can, I can fight through my, my angst okay. in that. Right. So we can't
1: hit the snooze button anymore, and we can't not show up right. to work. Mm-hmm. We can't not, not show up to, uh, uh, to class. And so it's important that we face our test. It's a character-changing process. Mm. Now, um, I like a lot of the... Uh, for example, the examples that we find in medieval uh, mm. lore and mm. folklore about you know slaying the dragon. Right. Okay. Everyone has a dragon to face. <laughs> True. Everyone. Yeah. Okay. Whether it's a fire breathing dragon <laughs> or not, you know. <laughs> right. You know, I, uh, in the Lord of the Rings, you know, mm. even uh, in the Hobbit series. Right, right, yeah. You know, schmog. Right. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. All right. So
1: the dr- the dragon was there, and uh-huh. you know uh and, and wreaked havoc on the on that little town yeah, and was, and it, was it was pretty scary, mm-hmm. right? We all have these dragons that we have to face. So. Uh Frodo had to, to go out and and go into the unknown world and then you had the, the wraiths that were after mm-hmm. him. They wanted mm-hmm. to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh they wanted to stop him. Uh Luke, Luke Skywalker, I, I really love this scene and we'll talk more about the cave later mm-hmm. on, but he actually had to face himself in the cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. It was pretty scary. So this is this is the time where the testing is really not about testing other people. Mm-hmm. It's not about what's out there. It's more about what's in here in
0: our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I um and this kind of spills over into the test going into the allies. But Jessica Jones, uh, the new Netflix series, right. um, really to me, in having a conversation with my wife and other people that didn't like it. I don't, I don't think they understood it. Mm-hmm. Like To me, Jessica Jones was a person who had super abilities, but she wasn't trying to be a superhero. She didn't want the role. She didn't want to man- the mantle. She never really, um, up, you know, there was character development, but up until the beginning of the series, she wasn't someone that was displayed as somebody that wanted to save the day. Mm-hmm. And for her, the, the test thing period, unfortunately, came over time where people around her were, be- were dying. Or people that were close to her were, uh, were were having tragedies happen to them. And so for her, it was like there was a fear um, of wanting to run away. You know, not wanting others to get hurt because of affiliation with her. And so for the testing period, the trial period, it was difficult because it was a dark period. You know, it wasn't something that was like, all right, I'm hitting the snooze button or I'm going to go face these challenges. She didn't want to face the challenges. And her thing was like, yo, if if I just disappear and if I go away... All of these other people's lives will be great. Mm-hmm. Things will be working out. Of mm-hmm. course, the bad guy will keep doing what he's doing or whatever. Um, but she personally didn't have to feel the pain associated with all the loss, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was interesting to see in her character development with this, you know, this first season how it went from all right. I have all these tests. I have to face myself. You know, I have to figure out what's wrong with me and why do I want to avoid these things? Why am I not willing to fight harder or to dig deeper? 'Cause she just she just wanted to rest and she mm-hmm. was tired. Right. You know, and she she didn't have the endurance in certain moments to kinda wanna deal with things until she just got to the point where I'm fed up, you know. Right.
1: You know, that that really speaks to the development of the hero within us mm-hmm. because most most of the time we're we're reluctant to face these issues. Um in in these in these movies, there's usually a, a turn of events where If Frodo didn't leave the Shire Mm -hmm. and if he didn't go out to uh, take the ring and, uh, you know, carry the ring back to Mordor, he would have not prevented all of the the dangers that Mm -hmm. would have eventually come to the Shire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, so sometimes there's a real reluctance. Like, why do I have to do this? I don't really want to do this. Right. Yeah. I don't want to I don't need to change. Do I really need to change? We <laughs> yeah, ask right. ourselves all these yeah. things. Yeah. And this is the the turning point in our hearts where we have to say, "Okay, wait a minute. If I don't do this, it could look pretty bad." Yeah. yeah. Not only for me, but maybe for my family yeah. or for others around me, uh, you know,
0: so there's there's almost a reluctance there. Yeah. And it's funny cuz Jessica, for her moment, it was like she had this epiphany of realizing like, "You know what? If I do not stop this Kilgrave character, he's going to continue to do what he does. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do what I like her idea was just fading away and fading off to change things. Excuse me, to 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 make things different. Like if I go away this will stop. But right. once she realized me going away is not going to stop this guy, as she started to hear more and more of people's stories and understand the devastation and the destruction he was causing in other people's lives, she got to that point where it was like, "All right, I have to do something. Mm-hmm. And I have to stop this, and I have and I think I have the power to do this." Um and it's it's interesting to to note like, "Hey, when you're facing, you know, an enemy or whatever the challenge is and you know that this this person or this thing or this dragon is going to be relentless um in its approach to not only you but to others you have to come to that point where it's like all right this it can, I guess it's either he can feel you into greatness or he can put you further into a situation where you just give in and run away. But I think it was great for her to come to the realization like he is not going to stop. Right. If I go away, if I disappear, that is not going to change his heart and what he does. So now I really have to go and take care of this and slay this dragon.
1: And and that's where the crossing the threshold is so important. There's there's no turning back. Mm, there's wow. no turning around. I yeah. have to do this. Yeah. If I don't do this, and, and this is where you and I, when we... Talk to young men in therapy, Mm. uh, we, we deal with depression and anxiety all the time with young men because they've either never left or they've turned back and retreated. Mm. And then now we're trying to pull them out of, of that retreat mode Mm. and get them to face their fears. And it's really hard. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, I, w- I want everyone to hear this: that therapy can be fun and therapy can be cool in the sense of you know we're working on ourselves, but also it's really hard work. You know, <laughs> absolutely. You know, it means yeah. you know looking at our fears, and there is a a, a a no turning back when we in life are faced with these things, and and this is where the allies come in. I think yeah. you know, like therapy uh, can be a real good ally for absolutely. a lot of men. Um, you know, you see men. I see men. Uh, they use their therapy time almost like life coaching, mm-hmm. and and we kind of encourage that because you know men have this uh, hang up about therapy. But right. you know, um, but therapists working well with men can really help men to get beyond you know the, the the struggles that they have within. They they think it's all out out here, like you know my wife or the job right, or right. or you know society. But it's really the stuff that
0: it, it's it, the inward stuff that's really blocking us. Mm. So using therapy as the ultimate ally in a sense of work, being able to work through your stuff, right. Being able to see bigger picture stuff, to work, to sort through your emotions, to properly place your thoughts. You know, if you're having some automatic thoughts or things that are just weird, right. Um, being able to process through that stuff. So, and I think that's, I mean, what better ally is there? Right. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know we have guys who may go to AA mm,
0: right.
1: and get and get allies there and mm-hmm. uh, ANA and and get supported there. I think that that's a, a, a valuable place. Um, you know if maybe we're not so deep into ourselves right at the moment mm-hmm. and you know therapy or AA and that stuff isn't immediately important. Right. Then, of course, if I'm in business, I want to mm-hmm. get business colleagues yeah. to, to help me with the challenges that I have to face on, on my journey and in work and career. And then having maybe teachers and professors help us. Uh, you know, those are good, good allies yeah.
0: to have as well. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny. So back. So Jessica Jones is heavy on my heart today. OK. Right? So, all right. And it's the same thing for her. Like when she got to the point where she realized I have to do this, um, Then she, you know, went back to Luke Cage um, and was like, hey, I need your help. Um, She started enlisting, you know, friends and different people to kind of help her um, with the, you know, well, I guess, well, spoiler alert, that's what we do with killing of Kilgrave, right? Killing the bad guy, right? right? Killing the nemesis. She had to have that ally. And if you look at the... I don't want to say foreshadowing but whatever the word is when you look at like in order to kill her enemy which again in our situation may not always be a person right because we live in real life we can't just go around killing people yeah but (laughs) if if we are our enemy or if there's some other force that's that's against us we have to have these allies to help us slay this dragon to kill our enemy to push past the, the the snooze button like we need these allies in order to achieve the ultimate goal and if we don't if we push these people away or if we don't actively seek those allies I don't know if we're doomed for failure, but we make things more difficult than it needs to be.
1: Right. You know, in the hero's journey, it's really important to identify who the enemy is. And I think this is a real key issue in our modern society today. We, in our American society especially, we like to make others the enemy. Mm. Mm -hmm. And we 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 don't look at them as people. We look at, at them as, you know, when we're talking about enemy combatants, mm-hmm. you know, that's just a way to say, you know, we dehumanize people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and and we want to make everybody the the uh, enemy. Right. So if it's not of the same uh, belief system, right, right, yep. then, yeah. you know, they're not like us. Mm-hmm. They don't belong to our tribe. Gotcha. You. Right?
0: If, if you're not for me, you're against me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so,
1: the big mistake here is to make people or things the enemy. The real enemy is is the internal stuff that we have on the inside. And it, you know, we're going to talk about the shadow mm-hmm. a bit, but it's the stuff that we project out onto others. If I have hatred in my heart, mm-hmm. if I have racism in my heart mm-hmm. and you know these things are real mental uh, illnesses at times. You know, um, if I have that hatred or racism in my heart and I project it out onto, you know, what I want to make as my enemy, mm. I've got the poison on the inside of me. Mm. It's my poison. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I've yeah. got to deal with that wow. within my heart. Yeah, and not make uh, the solution uh, getting rid of rid of the people mm. that. You know, bring that stuff out of me. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the stuff that's in me, in my heart, that's it's it's hurting me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I often say resentments, for example, when we have resentments towards people, it's like drinking poison to kill our enemy. Wow. You know, wow. I'm going to drink my poison <laughs> over here Right. Yeah, while yeah. I hope you die. You right, know, it's yeah. like, well, that's nonsense. You know, right. you drink the poison, you die. Right. You know, yeah. so... We've got to look inside. The enemy is really the stuff that, that we're
0: fighting against within us. Wow. And that points exactly back to Anakin again. Mm-hmm. You know, just, right. you know, like, you have issues, sir. You need to deal with your issues, sir. Instead of going back to Tatooine and killing everybody, right. you know, right. or doing, you know, going back home and, and slaughtering folks that had nothing to do with your present situation, right? Um, you, you know, mistakenly drink your poison. And uh, unfortunately, in those instances, other people got hurt.
1: Right. And the... Young Obi Wan Kenobi Mm -hmm. really tried to uh, teach and mentor Anakin Mm -hmm. about those Mm -hmm. things—the character of his, uh, the quality of his Mm -hmm. character—and yet the arrogance that Anakin had blocked him, Mm -hmm. and it just became rage and anger and violence. Mm -hmm. And we see that in society today. Mm -hmm. It's so sad when I see who who's committing most of the violence. Me. Yep, men. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. now, I am a fir- firm believer in uh, men's rights and not pathologizing men. So it's it's not a sickness to be a man. Right, and I think that that a lot of uh, society's messages are coming out that way, and I mm-hmm. I want that to be corrected. We're not here to shame men, but often the enemy within our own shame gets projected out and then we act out on it and then of course people will look at us and say, We've got a problem. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we've got to deal with what's on the inside. So this mm-hmm. parallel journey is so important. It's not only the the external world that I'm facing, but it's the internal world that I'm facing. Mm-hmm. I'm facing myself.
0: Wow. That's profound. I think people don't understand that enough or recognize that enough. Again, that's why therapy has to be your ally. Right. Because you need to be able to see what the enemy truly is see what's really going on and understand what's happening uh, before you, again, either drink the poison to mm-hmm. kill your enemies or actually start killing enemies. Right, um, yeah. And when yeah. the issue is you.
1: You know, I hope that this podcast reaches somebody who's been really angry, mm-hmm. who's been really hurt on the inside and and maybe got, got really uh, aggressive or has some violence in in him mm-hmm. and I hope that he hears this and that he understands that he's not going to solve his problems by acting out mm-hmm. that he needs to to really get help mm-hmm. and you know we're here to help men and there are plenty of therapists in this country that can help men but if you're in the Atlanta area of yes. course you can yes. come here. We're here um but you know sometimes what we have is uh, a type of blindness we we have nose blindness. You know, when we smoke, Mm -hmm. you get guys who smoke and everyone else can smell them in the room, but they can't smell themselves. Right. right? right. You know, you know, oh my God, you know, that guy's, you know, must be a 10, 10 pack (laughs) a day. (laughs) Well, we have that also that blindness to our own problems Mm -hmm. and our own emotions. Mm -hmm. And so we need someone to say, Hey, um, have you, have you considered looking at, you know, your anger or your shame or your fear? Right. And that's a process that we can do here. Um, But we can also we can also have our friends
0: and support team do that as well. You're right. I, I second that. Okay. Yeah. Good. And so we're going to stop here for the day. Uh, we wanted right. to, there was one more section we wanted to get into, but we'll save that for the next. Um, we had a lot going on. I think yes. we some, some nuggets, some yes. amazing nuggets, um, that we talked about and for the sake of recapping. So we kind of talked about crossing the threshold, you know, once you leave right. home, there's no turning back. Right. Um, you got it. That's, that's a part of the journey. You got to right. go. Um, you may have some guardians at that point in time that either encourage you or discourage you. You got to fight through that. You know, if other people are afraid for you because they're afraid for themselves because they never themselves embarked on the journey, right. you got to be mindful of that. Right. Um, when you have people that are saying go, you know, trust that instinct. You know, find out why they're saying go, making sure there's not some other elements involved. Uh, but you got to go. Um, like Daniel said, if you don't leave, you can't go. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be very important. Um, test allies, enemies, knowing that hey, there's going to be. On this journey, it's not going to be all roses and, and right. peaches and keen. Right. And peaches and keen? No, I was going to say peaches and cream. Peachy keen. <laughs> Peachy keen. Yeah right. yeah, right. Those two things. It's not going to be that. There's going to be some challenges. It's going to be uphill, downhill. It's going to be some struggles. But you can't give in because of tests. Right. You know, you have to have the endurance. And you can't fool yourself into thinking that it won't be. Right. All right? You have to have that understanding up front. Um, knowing who your allies are, having great allies, uh, whether they're friends, whether they're people that have taken classes before you, support groups. Um, therapy as the main ally, we right. feel like is very important. Uh, business colleagues, mentors, all of that stuff, and then our enemies. Don't make other people your enemy. Yes. Don't make others the enemy. The enemy. The enemy. Oftentimes is you. Right. Um. And what you have going on internally. And then again, that's why therapy is so important. That's why mentors are important. That's why allies are important because those things get worked out, um, especially in the therapeutic environment.
1: Right. Yeah. So if you're listening to this. You have to listen to the next podcast yeah. because we're going to talk about how to deal within, with the stuff within ourselves. And we're going to talk about the shadow and going into the, the abyss or the cave and, and facing ourselves. So I don't want to leave you, any guy just sitting there thinking, okay, well, what do we do now? Right. All right. Yep. So come back and listen to the next episode.
0: Hold tight. We got you. Yes. All right, cool. Well, this has been of MIFS and Men podcast. We appreciate you listening. Please stay tuned for the next one. Thank you. Thank you for listening to a Myths and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at dot Our web address is of and again, that's spelled O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Thank you for listening.